Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This will be your Wednesday, August 15th edition. Halfway through the month of August means we're about a month and a half left in the regular season of Major League Baseball. And more importantly, DFS. So let's get it in. Hopefully everybody had a good Monday night. Monday night was the perfect example of the risk-reward. We talk about Granky against Houston, filthy over 30 points. You know, Junis gets you 14-something. Wojciechowski was going great, gets hit. There's your risk. Gossman and Eikhoff, not bad. Gossman better than Eikhoff. But uh, Coors didn't go off. It goes back to what I always say. It only happens a couple times a week, maybe none at all with Coors. But the nights it doesn't go off, it always pays, like I say, have at least one Coors. And if for every Coors lineup, you have a non-Coors lineup. And I know a lot of people with a non-Coors lineup last night that did very, very well. So something to always keep in mind. It's just something you want you you need to try to do if you can. If you only play one lineup, I get it. That's fine. Do what you got to do. If you're playing more than one, make sure one, one of them is not a Coors lineup. With that being said, let's get into your weather for um, Tuesday. It's been pretty good lately. You know, slight chances in Washington. Not enough for them to screw it up. Hopefully, been blowing out hard to left in Boston. We saw it blowing out to left yesterday. Devers double donged, Encarnacion double donged. It's humid. Um, there are slight chances of rain, but not too bad. So that could be a fun one with Mr. Leak on the mound for St. Louis. Um, as we look some more, very humid in Chicago with the winds blowing in about 10 miles an hour. So could make for some nice pitching for Castillo and Hendricks. Um, Detroit at Texas, wind blowing in hard at 11 miles an hour from straightaway center field. Very hot environment. Not as humid as normal, but very, very hot, mid-90s. Um, still an interesting GPP angle we will be taking in that one. Very humid in Minnesota between the Indians and the Twins. Coors is Coors, but there is chances of rain, and it gets worse as the night goes on. So keep an eye on that one. That might be a total risk where it pays to have Coors because people go off because of the rain. If it gets rained out, well, you're screwed. If it doesn't, though, it's one of the random nights you get a ton of Coors ownership. So keep an eye on that one. Wind blowing out in Oakland, and you have your weather. So pretty much normal stuff, nothing too crazy rain-wise. Maybe Colorado late, but not too much to worry about. Let's look at your totals on the slate 14 games. There's one day game, or one 340 Pacific, 640 Eastern, that tonight they couldn't get on the slate for some reason. Houston and Arizona will not be with us at the 9.5 total. But you got Angels, Nationals, 8.5. Mets, Yankees, 8. Rays, Blue Jays, 9. Giants, Martins, 7.5. Bum Garner on the hill. Um, and the Mets, Yankees, DeGrom, Sonny Gray, good matchup there. Cardinals, Red Sox, 10. Pirates, Brewers, 9. We're waiting on the Reds, Cubs because of the weather. Tigers, Rangers, 10. Indians, Twins, 9. Braves, Rockies, 11.5. 
Royals ace nine. We're waiting on Orioles Mariners because the Mariners have a spot starter in place. Andrew Alberts, I believe he's taking the place of Paxton. Uh, White Sox Dodgers is eight. Phillies Padres is t- uh, we're waiting on that one because Mark Leiter Jr. Uh, is making a spot start because Vince Velasquez is out. So some interesting stuff to attack. As you can tell, we have three totals of 10 or more, a couple nines. A couple decent ones out there, though. A couple eights and a seven and a half. So we have some options tonight. There are one, two, three, four, six pitchers over $10,000, seven of 96 and above before we get below nine. So there are some high-priced options, some risky options. Let's get into those options. Your top guy is Bumgarner at 12-7. Real quick, he's been outstanding. No question there. I will not be using him. I will not be using him for the fact that if you're paying for this price tag and you're, there's other guys around him you're going to be paying for, I want the strikeouts. There's one guy up here that I will pay for just because of what he's done and the situation we'll get to that isn't in a great strikeout spot. But the Marlins strike out 19.6% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Bumgarner has looked a lot, lot, lot better his last three starts. If you want to go there, I have no problem. At 12-7, I'll spend money elsewhere. I will be starting now with Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom is 12-6 in Yankee Stadium. This makes for a fun GPP play to me because a lot of people still to this day, Yankees, Yankee Stadium, I don't want anything to do with it. Look yesterday, scored four runs, but two of them, I believe, are off the bullpen. Um... Montero pitched great. Yeah, Montero's not a great pitcher. DeGrom is a great pitcher. Does that mean DeGrom's going to shut them down? No, not at all. We know how this game works. But he's a strikeout machine, and I love that chance. Even if he gives up a run or two, he's got the K upside. The Yankees strike out almost 23% versus right-handed pitchers. You got DeGrom 13th best on the barrel, 50 last 30 days, striking out almost 30% of the batters he's facing in that period, getting barreled up about 3% of the time. Not too shabby. Swing striker around 14%. Good ground ball rate, which we will definitely appreciate in this matchup. The Yankees team total of 4.21. Lefties 285. Righties 298. We know the Yankees have power, but they have a tremendous amount of strikeout ability. I will take my gambles with DeGrom at 12-6 instead of Bumgarner at 12-7. A guy that I like but I will not be on tonight is Danny Salazar at 12-2. He does have K upside if you want to go there. Totally understand it. He's second best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. He's striking out 37%, getting barreled 1%. He's walking in almost 10%, which sucks because that price tag is terrifying. I might change my mind as the night goes on, and I will tweet it if I do. I just can't do it because if you look at what he's done, he had 20 points his last time out, but then 33, 26, 31, those are great. But he had a matchup against Tampa Bay where he should have just been phenomenally going with five and a third, walked four. The walks have been up. When he first came back from the DL, the walks were down. He had a zero and a two and then the three and now a four. It limits the amount of time he can pitch. and It limits the um, the upside with the strikeouts because he won't be out there. And that's what gets me worried. Plus, Minnesota, great track record against uh, Shallows are two things going against him, the walks and the track record. Um, the, the, the K upside's huge facing Cologne. It's very tempting. I might look back at it, but I think for now I will be skipping Danny Salazar. A guy I will be looking for, and this is GPP. Pretty much these high-priced guys are GPP because in cash games, you're going to want to look Coors in the other hitting environments. You're not going to be able to afford these pitchers unless you match them with one of the punts, which I don't mind doing. But you're going to look at a guy like Justin Verlander at 11-8 at the Texas Rangers. Oh, no. He's pitching in Arlington. We can't pitch anybody in Arlington, especially at 11800 bucks. Oh, no. He's so bad. Yes, yes, 
Justin Verlander's peripheral numbers look horrible. Let's do more than just being a, a, a chalk eater and let's look at stuff. His, his game walks, 31 points, 32-2. I was at Baltimore. Team that's on fire if anybody hasn't paid attention to this. Against the Houston Astros, 24-7. He's got a 23-6, 23-6. Struggled at Toronto. Against Toronto, at Cleveland, 19. Uh, I'm looking at, at Seattle, 25-8. He's been very, very good on the road of late. And I saw a tweet the other day, and I, obviously I can't find it now. Um, he has been outstanding in the second half of late. Um, he's 3-0 and with a .86 ERA, 22-6 K to walk in his last 21 innings. Looking really, really sharp. I love the fact no one wants to play him in Texas. I told you it's hot, not as humid, wind blowing in. Still, the ball's going to fly. But you're facing a Texas team that strikes out almost 24% of the time. The Texas offense is not good. They can hit the long ball. That's about it. It's really not anything special. Um, He's eighth best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, striking out 28.5%, only walking 7.3, only getting barreled 2.2% of the time. So there is a lot to like with Verlander, especially in a GPP play. He's pitched great in the second half. This is the same thing he did last year. He started out bad. Pitched phenomenal. People are scared of him. He's facing a Rangers team with a good team total, but that's a lot to do with the entire game. Lefty's 282, righty's 289 versus Verlander. Extremely risky. You know, they could run into a bunch of solo homers, no questions asked. They're just not going to put rallies together unless he's walking guys. If he's not walking guys, he's going to strike out. I'm saying 8-plus. He's going to go 7 strong, and he's going to get you a lot for that 11-8 price tag. I love Verlander for GPPs because I'm a risky guy. That's what we talk about doing. To me, he's very similar to what Greinke was last night, but he's facing a worse team in Texas. So, t- so pick your poison. The guy that I mentioned up top here that I will be looking at that doesn't have the tremendous K upside is Gio Gonzalez at 11-5. The guy continues to do it. I finally said, you know what? Well, we played him all year when he was regu- regularly priced. Now he's been going crazy up top. I haven't been able to pull the trigger. We pulled it last week when he was 11-5. He got you 25 points against the Miami Marlins. He's coming off 25, 29, 24, 2. Scuffled against these Angels, getting six points in Anaheim, five and two thirds, five hits, four earned. Uh, you have a homer, three walks, three Ks. That, that that makes me excited about this play. Because again, we got mouth breathers to just look at, oh, this is what he did against him lately. That's always a factor. Don't get me wrong, because we do that all the time on this. But you got to look at everything, everything involved. And for a GPP play, that is big when people look at it and go, oh, no, he just got destroyed by these guys. We can't touch him. Well, the Angels have one of the lowest totals at 416. That's the sixth lowest at the moment. Um, lefties hit 252. Righties 312. Anaheim is horrific against lefties. A 294 Woba, which is way, way bad. That's San Francisco Giants bad. Um, and a 120 ISO, which is devastatingly bad. So they have the worst ISO on the entire slate versus the handedness of their starter. The second worst Woba against the handedness of their starter. The Giants have the worst at 292 against right-handed pitching. So 294, almost the same freaking thing. Um, the part I don't like is they don't strike out a ton, 19.5%. They stuck out a little more of late. We've talked about this. They have some younger guys up. They've mixed and matched. You have that going for you. Geo does strike out uh, 23.5% of the batters he is facing. A great swinging, um, 22.7%. A uh, ground ball rate of 45.5. He's in a very nice ballpark to pitch in. Uh, low hard contact. And Anaheim loses the DH. That is one of the biggest things people just don't pay attention to on these interleague series. So now it's either you put CJ Cronin first or you put Pujols at first. You don't get both. 
And both of those guys, especially Crone, loves hitting lefties. Pujols can hit anybody as a veteran, a, a, a Hall of Famer, but obviously he's better against lefties than righties at this point in his career. So you pick your poison. That knocks out one power bat right there. And now he gets to face a pitcher, of course, and then pinch hitters. So he'll probably face Crone or Pujols one time maybe, or the bullpen will. Tyler Skaggs isn't going to take him deep. If he does, wow, it just wasn't meant to be. But at 11-5, I like the upside with Geo in this matchup, getting some revenge from that last rough start. I will be using some Geo. I'll be skipping Sonny Gray. I don't mind him. Great pitcher. I'd rather pay elsewhere up here. Um, the lefty bats of New York, just the power upside in there for the price tag and the lack of strikeout abilities from Gray of late. I don't want to go there. It could be a huge outing for Gray. I could be completely missing the boat on this one. They have the third lowest total. And lefties, he's gotten to a 295 right. He's 334. I just still love Conforto and Grandy, the way they're hitting the ball. Um, I'm going to stay away from Sonny. If you want to use him, I get it. Strikeout rate of 23.5. The Mets are striking out about 22% of the time. It's uh, or, No, they're only striking out 19.5. Not a big strikeout guy. Um, it's an intriguing play. I get it. If you want to go there, I don't mind it at 10-7. Um, a lot of people, I'm just afraid he'll be chalky up top here. And I want to be different because there's a lot of money on the line tonight. There's some very, very good slates. So I'll be looking a little elsewhere. But if you want Sonny Gray, I can understand it. Um, the, the last guy I want to mention him just because it's a phenomenal matchup. Um, but he's just been so bad lately. And I think they're going to really monitor his pitch counts. You know, 99 and then he went 87 and 88 in his last two. He's gone six innings in both, but only four and two strikeouts. Not striking out anybody. 17.3, 14.1. I'm talking Alex Wood of the Dodgers. Having a tremendous season, but they're really babying him along to try to limp him into the playoffs. So the price tag scares me. You know, Chicago strikes out 22% of the time versus lefty. Again, they lose the DH. Um, Wood striking out 26.4%. Phenomenal swinging strike rate. Ground ball rate of almost 58%. Low, everything is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with the matchup. Lowest team total by far at 2.59. The next is the Marlins at 3.74. You're getting a whole point, like almost 1.2 runs. Lefty's 285, righty's 254. There's a lot to like with Alex Wood. That's what makes this intriguing. It's just a matter of he gets the strikeouts in his five or six innings because he's not going past that. The pitch count's just not there because if he is getting the strikeouts, the pitch count's going to be high. If he's not getting the strikeouts, well, it doesn't help you at all. So he's going to have to get you like eight, eight or more Ks in the five or six innings, which he can do. We've seen it done with Alex Wood. But his velocity's down. He's getting hit a little more of late. 15 points isn't going to cut it at 9,600. I'd rather pay up and get the 25-plus or pay down with some decent options. I want to mention him as a GPP play. Phenomenal matchup against the White Sox. But uh, there is the downside. So up top, I got DeGrom, Geo, Verlander, and then Wood and Sonny Gray can go like 4A, 4B. I'll put Gray on the list. He is intriguing. So, But up top, DeGrom, Geo, Verlander will be my top three. Now we go to the next tier of pitchers. And Denelison Lamette, he's pricier than some people might like. But just hear me out on this. He's been this price for a couple starts. Here's his game logs. 13-1, 23-8, 24-5, 21-6. Hiccup at Coors. Happens. At Cleveland. Happens. At home against Atlanta. 32-8, 17-1, 29-1. At home against Kansas City. 5-1. That was the one that surprised me. This guy's been really, really good. And he's got the strikeouts. Five or more Ks in most starts. He's averaging 20.5 points per game at home. And he dominates right-handed bats and that's the youth the young power of the Phillies is those right-handed bats sure there's Nick Williams 
Sure, there's Freddie Galvis. Yeah, Odabel Herrera, good, good left-handed back, could take him deep. Actually, gets lefties better than righties, but still, we'll, we'll factor him in there. You got Cesar Hernandez, sure. But then you got Reese Hoskins. You got Cameron Ruffaroff far on behind the dish. Um, you got Franco at third. You got Joseph at first. All these power bats that are right-handed in a good pitching ballpark. They have a uh, – we're still waiting on the team totals. But lefties, 388. Righties, 225. And they have a very bad Woba against right-handed pitching. Um, they strike out 23.4% of the time versus righties. Lamette has a 29.1% K rate, a 13% swinging strike rate. The hard contact is higher than we like, but he's he's definitely got a he's a lefty-righty splits big time, dominates the righties. Home road splits is very prevalent so far this year. Very good at home. At 8500 bucks. if you don't want to pay up, I have zero problem starting with Denilos and Lamette and rolling the dice. Um, against against the Phillies. The Phillies, they got four runs last night in a good matchup, and they couldn't get it done, and they got a couple of those late. Um, if they hit Lamette, so be it. But I like the intriguingness at 8,500. One guy I'll mention is Luis Castillo. I'm not in on him tonight just because he's been hit a little bit in his strikeouts. He's only got four Ks in each of his last two starts. We need him to strike out, guys. The Cubs do strike out a lot. If the wind is blowing in really heavy tonight, he'll become more on my radar. Just wanted to throw that out there. Next up, Rick Porcello at $7,800. bucks. been a little better of late. Uh, 23.9 his last time out at Tampa Bay. Six or more Ks in three of his last four. Um, been pretty interesting. His one start against St. Louis this year wasn't great. Six innings, nine hits, four earned. Six Ks, though, in ten and a third innings. Um, he's getting about one K an inning at home this year. Facing a St. Louis team that is swinging a decent bat. But the same time strikes out almost 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Porcello uh, doesn't walk anybody. Got to lower the hard contact rate, but that was early in the season. He's been much, much better of late. Cardinals have a 4.79 total. Lefties 2.96, righties 3.14. I think it's a really good matchup. The wind is blowing out to left, which is a little scary. Um, He's a very, very heavy favorite, uh, I believe. I saw that right. I could have read the wrong line. Give me one second. No, he's only minus 135. That's not bad. But against Mike Leake, who should get his rear end pushed in against the Red Sox tonight, if the right Red Sox show up, I think it's a good spot for Porcello. Good price tag of 78 with upside into the 20-point range. Um, obviously, there's risk. Uh, there's some home run hitters. DeJong, or as I found out on an interview that you'll hear on Around the Bases on the Wednesday podcast that drops, um, it is Paul DeJong, like I was saying all along, and everyone tried telling me I was wrong. It's Paul DeJong. The J is silent, or like a Y. Young. Um, so they do have some pop there, no doubt about it. But I will definitely take my chances with Porcello at 78, uh, another guy I like in this mid-price range to help build around. The third guy, we've been off of a lot. His fly ball rate scares the living snot out of me. But he's been really good his last three, showing in this stuff we used to like with him. He's got five or more K in three straights, 20 or more points in three straight. That's against the Yankees at home in a good hitting environment, at Houston, and at the White Sox. He's been very, very good. It's all about walks with this guy. Um, I'm talking Marco Estrada. And he's going up against the Tampa Bay Rays. That offense is cold as ice. It is brutal. They also strike out 25.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Estrada striking out to 24% now. A swinging strike rate of 11.4. It's just that that uh, fly ball rate's devastating. He's only got a 30% ground ball. You factor that with the K percentage of 23.8%. We're talking like a 45% fly ball rate in that ballpark. It's scary. Hard contact's only 27-7. 
Um, but it's a lot to like against a Tampa Bay team, like I said, just not getting it done. A 4-4-0 total. And lefties, 283. Righties, 324. The lefties is where a lot of that pops at. So I like Estrada. He's very intriguing tonight. You just got to keep just keep the ball in the ballpark, and he's going to be just fine. Uh, 7400 bucks. there's a lot of upside with that. If, with the K abilities, give me six or more Ks, which is very doable against a Tampa Bay Ray team that strikes out all the time. Estrada at 74 very, very nice. So in this mid-price range, I got Lamette, Estrada, Porcello. Now we take some gambles. The first one, you're going to want to slap me through your computer or your earphones or whatever your listening device is. Wade Miley, 6900 bucks, which is nice. At the Seattle Mariners, coming off 30.2 points at Oakland, struck out seven. He struck out five or more in three straight, 20, or 30.2, 13-1, He's getting double digits. All I want are double digits. He's been better on the road than at home this year. He's facing a Seattle team that strikes out almost 20% of the time versus lefties. The stats are scary, but he's 6900 bucks. Seattle's team total, we are waiting for. Uh, lefties 289, righties 363. It's a very, very scary play. I get it. But I will take the uh, punt at 6,900 for the gamble in a GPP play. The quote-unquote safer punt on paper that I think everybody should be on if you're punting, and it should be chalky, is Dan Straley of the Miami Marlins. Bad start at Washington, pitched great at Atlanta, good against Cincinnati. He faced San Francisco in San Francisco earlier this year, eight and a third, four hits, one earned, only three Ks, but got you 24.4 points. The reason why a lot of people talk about not pitching against the Giants, they see the season-long stats of, oh, no, they strike out only uh, 19.4% against righties. Folks, that's the season. You need a different angle because they've called up the farm, and the farm strikes out a lot, a lot. Look at A.J. Cole on Sunday striking out the side on the first. You got uh, last night they struck out, I can't remember how many times. They um, overall in the last like week to two weeks, strikeout rate's going up. Just trust me on this one. I'm a Giants fan. I've, I struggled through this season. I, I've witnessed it. Straley strikes out almost 22% of the batters he faces. Uh, phenomenal swinging strike rate. Gives up a little too many fly balls, but the Giants don't have a ton of power. That's scary. Third lowest total at 376. Lefties 290, righties 321. Mentioned the Woba of 292. Worst on the slate. Straley at 65 is basically as automatic, chalky play as it comes, but I love it. He's got 15-plus point upside. Pretty, I think his floor is great unless he just can't find the strike zone and has to start putting on a tee. It's the only recipe I can give you for disaster. He He's in a spot that most you know veteran pitchers dream of. So Straley's great. I got Straley, then Miley, 1-2 at the bottom. So to recap your pitching, we're going to Grom, Gonzalez, Verlander, then Gray and Wood, 4A, 4B. In the middle, Lamette, Estrada, Porcello. And then down below, you got Straley and Miley. Let's take a look at the bats on today's slate. Kicking it off at the catcher's position, Gary Sanchez down to 4K versus DeGrom. If you're fading DeGrom, it's a phenomenal GPP play. Uh, just because no one's going to use him. He went deep yesterday. I want nothing to do with it because I love DeGrom. But when DeGrom gets beat up, he gives up the long ball. So it's a great GPP angle if you want to go there. I'll be starting off with guys like Jonathan Lucroy and Coors at 38. I know Lucroy's having a rough, rough year, but he, career-wise, has smoked lefties. He's been playing much better of late. Uh, 8, 9, 7, 9 with the the Rockies maybe fitting it. Even had a double-digit game in there against the Mets. $3,800 versus Newcomb. Newcomb's a guy we like. Good K upside. 
But the last 30 days, sixth worst on the barrel, fit getting barreled 5.7% of the time. And he's walking 17% to go with his 25% K rate. Not good stuff, kid. So uh, Lucroy at 38, if you're going to pay up for catching, not horrible. But we're looking down. you got like Suzuki and Flowers, both Atlanta catchers versus Freeland at 37. Those are both really solid plays. Freeland getting smoked quite a bit by righties as well. But reality sets in outside of Coors. Yasmani Grandal against Miguel Gonzalez. Really good matchup if you're paying up at 3600 bucks. We know the way Grandal with power against right-handed pitchers, especially mediocre ones like Miguel Gonzalez. So that is a solid play. Alex Avila, 3500 versus the hard-throwing Castillo. Avila hits the fastball better than most in all of baseball. If you don't want to pay up a catcher, though, like we usually don't, that's not our philosophy around here. Every now and then we do, and I get it, and those are the guys you look at. But if you don't, we look below. Uh, at least a 3,100 Tucker Barnhart versus Hendricks is on the radar. A little cheaper for Barnhart would be ideal. Uh, Zunino, if you're fading Wade Miley, 3,100. Zunino went deep yesterday. Good power against lefties. We know righties can hit Miley well. Um, let's get below the 3K, though. How about that? Let's get to our wheelhouse. Um, you got guys like Sandy Leone versus Mike Leak at 29. I like that a lot. Leak should get, like I said, if the right Red Sox team shows up, this should not be pretty tonight. Uh, Red Sox have a 5-2-1 total, currently the fourth highest on the slate, second highest outside of Coors. Lefties 327, righties 311 versus Mike Leak. Uh, Sandy Leone at 29 has some decent upside there. Our boy Kevin Smith of the Chicago White Sox, he's, we love catchers that we punt with that hit in good spots in the order. Smith's been hitting clean up a lot lately. He hits lefties very well. I know Alex Wood isn't your average lefty by any means, but for 2900 bucks, it's an intriguing GPP play. As you go down some more, you got like Austin Hedges versus uh, Mr. Leiter Jr. Let me double check one thing real quick. Uh, Mark Leiter Jr., Mark Leiter Jr. coming up against the college. Yeah, he's right-handed. That's what I thought. His dad's the lefty. For some reason, I was trying to think. He's, he's right-handed. I know he is. But, yeah, he's right-handed. But still Hedges at 28. Good upside there against uh, Leiter, who does get hit hard. Um if Hector Sanchez gets to start at 2,700, I do like that from the left side of the plate against him. Bruce Maxwell, 25 versus Hamill, is a decent punt option. Hasn't been a ton down here lately unless we get something late with lineups. So we're going to have to check those out from then on out. Like Wilson Ramos went deep yesterday. He's been in slumping, but we know the upside's there. We mentioned how Estrada has reverse splits, right? He's hit him much better than lefties. If you are not using Estrada and you want a punt play, Wilson Ramos at 2200 bucks with his power upside is very, very good. A very, very good play. You're getting a guy that's hitting like fifth or sixth in a Tampa Bay lineup that has the ability to hit solo shots all day. And if Tampa can get to Estrada, can make him two, three run homers. So um, very, very good stuff there at 2200 with Ramos. And if he goes over, it doesn't kill you at 2200 Let's go to first base. Cody Bellinger at 5400 Outstanding play tonight. First base outfield eligible, likely overlooked because you got Freddie Freeman at 54 and Coors, which is a great play, of course. But Bellinger is in a phenomenal spot against Miguel Gonzalez. Absolutely love it. Dodgers have a 5-4-1 total. That's third highest on the slate, the highest non-Coors slate um, game. Miguel Gonzalez, lefties 320, righties 320. Bellinger, 5,400 is outstanding if you're paying up. Votto at 53 is always in play. Ryan Zimmerman might get overlooked because those three guys up top, he hits righties very, very, very well. I believe his last game against righties came over the weekend where he went. He had 22 points on Sunday, but I believe it was the 
Friday night game where he had 14 points. Maybe it was a Sunday where he got 22. He had one recently where he just torched lefties. I thought the other was against the Marlins. He had 48 points, went deep twice. I, he hits lefties very, very well. He's 4800 bucks. That's a really good pivot play if you're not paying the guys up top. You're saving 600 on Freeman and Bellinger alone. Kinds of things that help you still get tremendous upside and maybe squeeze in some of those higher-end pitchers. Anthony Rizzo went deep yesterday. Another good spot today against Castillo at 47. Mark Reynolds against Newcomb and Coors at 46. That's a nice uh, Coors price tag on the power potential there. Uh, Justin Smoke does hit lefties very well. He's 45 if you want to go that direction. Hosmer's price tag is up, but he's facing Smith, who gets beat up by um, all of baseball pretty much. But when it comes to the lefty-righty splits, um, where the hell did he go? Where the hell is he? That is horrible. Where the hell did he go? There's no way. One second here. This is ridiculous. Kansas City Royals. Oh, there it is. Lefty's 352, righty's 322. So, yeah, Hosmer at 44 is worth the look. But, you know, hitting environment-wise, you're going to pick something else. Like Eric Thames, who is on a bit of a hot streak. We like to ride hot streaks around here. Um, he only had six points on Sunday, but then went deep Friday and Saturday, 24 points each game. He's first base outfield eligible at 4400 bucks, And he's facing Yvonne Nova, who lefties, uh, lefties hit at a phenomenal pace of 358, righty's 302, Brewers 4-6-0 total. Brewers are a very nice stack because that hitting environment against Nova, when people look elsewhere, a little mini stack action of uh, the Brew Crew is very nice. So Thames at 44. Joey Gallo is always a GPP play. Hit another moonshot yesterday. Uh, he's facing Verlander who can't give up the long ball. We've seen it this year quite a few times. So Gallo as a punt at 44 is worth a shot. If CJ Crone does start for the Angels, He's 4,400. It's a little too steep for my liking against Geo, but I get it because he does have a lot of power versus lefties. Uh, in his career, Danny Valencia has hit lefties extremely well, but he's been pretty darn bad overall this season. He's 4,300 bucks. I just, with the guys around him, I can't pay that price tag. He is swinging better of late, averaging 8.2 his last 10, but his last three, zero, two, and two. If you want to roll a GPP, go for it. I just feel like paying elsewhere for a little more stability, but I get it. Um, as you go some more, like Trey Mancini at 4K, I like that a lot. Um, he went deep again last night. He has lots and lots and lots of power. Burst right-handed pitchers, um, and he's getting a lefty tonight, which is even better because he has power against everybody. Uh, Andrew Albers has uh, doesn't have a big, big track record this season, but lefty's 222, righty's 485. I don't really take those numbers too great, but the fact righty's have destroyed them. Is nice to get Mancini at 4K. The Brewers are going to be in play again, just like the last few days. I like them a ton tonight. Jose Abreu 4K is not horrible, but that is Alex Wood. Just buyer beware. Um, Jesus Aguilar at 36 is intriguing against Nova. I just like picking on Nova. He's been so bad, especially on the road. Much worse on the road. If you're not using Estrada, Lomo at 34 can run into one. Mitch Moreland at 34 versus Leak can easily run into one. These are guys you're just you're paying down, hoping for the long ball. Reese Hoskins, I'm not going to target against Lamette because of the right uh, right-handed dominance Lamette's had, but Hoskins went deep twice last night. I told you guys, finally got that first hit. This guy has tremendous power, phenomenal matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if he went deep. He went deep twice. Um, Lucas Duda at 33, not a bad punt option with power. I'd rather pay Lomo than Duda. Duda's been struggling a lot lately. 
but he's cheap. Matt Olson's price tag is moving up. People are paying attention. He's first base outfield. He's 3,100. That's not a bad punt option against Jason Hamill. Just ballpark-wise, it sucks. But Chris Davis, this is a night to use him. Didn't want him a ton yesterday. He is facing the lefty tonight, so he'll be low-owned. You can use him or don't. He went three for five last night with a double and two ribbies, two runs scored for 19 points. He's $3,000. I don't expect Albers to go long, so you're going to get bullpen in, in Seattle. Um, if you don't want the lefty-lefty, I get it. It's not ideal. But good matchup there. Pujols 3K if he's in the lineup. Uh, it's not horrible for a punt option. Other than that, um, there's always a sneaky one here or there, but not a ton. Now, like, nah, I'm going to go him. Ryder Jones 2K versus Straley for the Giants. He's first base, third base eligible. He get a double last night. He's a really good hitter. Just needs to get it figured out. Maybe he does it tonight. He's 2K for an ultimate punt at first or third base. Heaven over second base. You got Chris Taylor at 48 versus Miguel Gonzalez is very nice. Ian Kinsler at 47 is not bad. He got tossed yesterday. DJ LeMahieu, 46. Howie Kendrick gets lefties very, very well. He's 46 for Skaggs. Just can't pay that much for him, Kendrick, but I get it. Jose Ramirez, he hasn't been on fire on fire. It's still a very good hitter. Bartolo Colon, he's pitched out of his mind the last few starts, but Jose at 45 has very good upside. Neil Walker, another left-handed bat versus Yvonne Nova at 45. Brandon Phillips at 45 versus Kyle Freeland. I like that a ton. Way down the list for Brian Dozier is 4,400 versus Salazar. He likes facing Salazar. Just throwing it out there. Our boy Paul DeYoung is 4,300 versus Porcello. If you're not using Porcello, DeYoung second base shortstop eligible. Not a horrible play there. Robbie Cano hits lefties just fine. He's 43 versus Miley. Jonathan Scope, 4,100 versus Albers. I like that a tremendous amount. A lot, lot, lot. I always like Cesar Hernandez. I still don't know if I can pay 4100 for him. I'd rather pay for Scope than Cesar. Uh, as you go little father, you got the likes of um, Jed Lowry at 35 is okay. Yoan Mancata. Again, if you're fading wood for some reason, Mancata's 3400 uh, Ozzie Ozzy switch hit in 33 That price tag came up. People are paying attention. Interesting. Surprise. Other than that, uh, Jason Kipnis is only 3K. If you want some value, Carlos Asuyahe for the Padres had another big night last night. This guy is super sneaky. 12 more points last night. He's all, he doesn't always go off, but when he does, it's beautiful because he's cheap. He's 3K tonight against Leiter Jr. Something to think about if you're punting at second base. Um, small, small, small sample, but Leiter's been better versus lefties and righties. Something to keep an eye on with Asuyahe. Uh, below, because like, Drupal Cabrera, 29 versus Sonny Gray is not horrible. I can totally take that as a punt play. Um, other than that, I'm not seeing much to like down here. We'll check lineups closer to lock. I was too busy yesterday to tweet stuff, so I'll try to get to it today if I have a chance. Head over third base. Arenado's day-to-day. He was out of the lineup yesterday. He's 5,500. If he's in the lineup, yes. No-brainer. Freddie Freeman, 54. Moustakas, 49, is a very solid play there. Nick Castellanos at 48 versus Griffin. High price tag, but good matchup there. Uh, Justin Turner at 48, sneaky nice. Anthony Rendon, just like his teammate Zimmerman, destroys lefties. Without Harper in the lineup, those guys move up most likely. They could be the 3-4 hitters or the 4-5 hitters, depending on where Murphy's at. Um, uh, Zimmerman, Rendon, 1-2 punch, going anti-Coors, are a part of Coors. Could be interesting. Uh, 4800 bucks. Don't mind that at all. Rafael Devers 
all the way up to 4,700. Kids earned it. Another great spot tonight. I have no problem with it if you want to go there. A play I love. You actually have to scroll down to get him on the board. He's been on fire. I mentioned him again yesterday as a great play. He had 21 points. He's averaging 11.6 his last 10. He has four homers his last 10 with 12 RBIs. Josh Donaldson. He's 4,600 bucks. He destroys left-handed pitching. Destroys it. And he's going up against none other than Blake Snell, who let who righties hit at 341. Donaldson, or Dongleson, I should say, is a great player. Is Travis Shaw, he's day-to-day. If he's in the lineup, 46 versus Nova is definitely worth a look. I mentioned Jose Ramirez at 45. Pricing is up all over the board tonight, if you guys can tell. That's what makes all those expensive pitchers even more intriguing because their ownership will be low. Manny Machado at 45 is a great play tonight. He is roping it. Um, 23 more points last night, averaging 13.9 his last 10, four homers his last 10. Great play for Machado at 4,500. The Orioles are a phenomenal play tonight. Even if they don't hit, it's a great matchup. These are the things you have to target. Um, as we scroll down to more affordable guys, you got uh, Corey Spangenberg at 36 is a little intriguing for San Diego. Um, Evan Longoria with the reverse splits by Estrada. He's only 3,200. That's a cheap play with upside. Matt Chapman, thank you, DraftKings. You've noticed. Olsen went up to 31. Matt Chapman is now $3,100. Finally, not 2K. God bless you all. He went, he went 0 for last night. Still averaging 8.8 in his last 10. Tremendous power versus righties. Still a very good play tonight against Hamill at 31. Don't mind that as a punt. Um, Ryan McCann's price went up. I think it was more Coors involved, but you never know. It could be because of ownership. He's 2,900 in Coors. Facing a lefty, though, so beware there. Um, other than that, we're going to check lineups. Not a ton to like down below. Let's head over to the shortstop position where we have Corey Seager at 41. is a great play versus Miguel Gonzalez. As always, top price plays should be great plays. Gene Segura against Wade Miley at 46. Very, very good. Lindor at 44. De Jong at 43. Like all those bats. But you got to go to Tim Beckham. The kid keeps hitting. He's 4,100 tonight, leading off in a lineup that should explode. 22 more points last night as he went deep. He's averaging 11.9 in his last 10. He's just crushed it since coming to Baltimore. 4,100 bucks for Beckham. That's a great play. Great play. Orioles, phenomenal. Uh, Tim Anderson of the White Sox has been swinging it well. Usually leads off versus lefties. It is Wood, of course, so be careful. But he homered last night, 16 DraftKings points. He's got 11.3 in his last 10. I've been using him quite a bit. His price has come up. He's up to 3,900. Very good spot. Tough pitcher, though. Obviously, 41 for Beckham should be better. Um, You scroll down. T.D. Gregorius at 36 with the home run upside versus DeGrom. Trevor Story, I know he's been horrible. Only three points last night. He's facing a lefty in Coors, which used to be as automatic as it comes last year. He's 3800 bucks For Coors, that's a dice price tag to take a gamble with. I'll be completely honest with you. If you're going to have some Coors action, that's a good gamble. Freddie Galvis at 35 if you want to put a little bit against Lamette for some hedging or something. That's not bad at all. But as you scroll down, it obviously gets bleak. A lot of high pricing today. A lot of high pricing you got like a Med Rosario at 3K, another eight points last night, slowly getting it done. He's a right-handed bat, which is a bit scary, but um, we did mention the reverse splits for Sonny Gray, right? He's hitting better. And a Med can get on and steal. He stole some last night. That's one thing he does do well. Brandon Crawford, 3K versus Straley. He's not a bad punt. Neither is Drupal Cabrera at 29. We mentioned him at second base as well. Those are two good cheaper options in their matchups. 
But then as you go down below, it's just our usual suspects of this and that and who knows. But Miguel Rojas, 2200 versus Bumgarner, if you really want to punt something. But I don't know if I want to fade Bumgarner, but I get it. I get it if you do. Let's head to the outfield and wrap this bad boy up. We kick it off with the likely Charlie Blackman at 5700 bucks up top. That's a yep, great play. Mike Trout's 56, always in play. Bellinger, 54. Love him. I know I said lefties versus Nova, but Ryan Braun definitely counts as well. He's 5,200. He's on fire right now. Averaging 10.3 his last 10, 14 yesterday. He's a great part of that stack with like a Thames, Shaw, Braun, or see what the lineup puts together. Little mini Brewers action or just one-offs. The Brewers are great one-offs because there's a lot of power run production potential in that matchup. Nelly Cruz versus a lefty. 5,200 bucks. Yes. This is how hot Giancarlo is. He's still 5,200 versus Bumgarner, and he deserves it. He's he's in one of my three lineups every night. Even against Bumgarner, I would put him in my lineup. This is the night where he should get a zero. At the same time, would you be surprised if he went deep one or two times? I wouldn't be. Stanton at 52. Benintendi is freakishly on fire. He's 5,100 bucks. Went deep again yesterday for 14 points. He's got five homers in his last 10 games, including five stolen bases in those 10 games. He's averaging 17.7. We've mentioned him a lot. We started playing him when he's in the low threes. He's up to 51 versus Mike Leak, and he's worth it. Worth the price tag, especially since most guys will pay for those guys above him, then go to him. I love it. Love that play. Upton at 5K. Not bad. Not bad. Conforto at 49 versus Sonny Gray. I know the reverse splits are there, but I love the way Conforto swinging that bat. No problem with that. Mookie at 48 versus Leak is intriguing. Uh, especially if you're putting a little mini stack together there. Mentioned Chris Taylor already. Um, Eduardo Nunez at 47. He's been crushing it with the Red Sox. That's a good good play against Leak. Hitting in the middle of that order now, I believe. I think he moved off a leadoff. Uh, as you go down, like Ender and Ciarte, 46. All the Braves are finally up there so cheap yesterday. Jay Bruce at 45 versus Cologne. I like that a lot. He does hit Cologne well, I believe. Curtis Granderson, 45, went deep again yesterday. Like I said, he's just crushing it, leading off. I like him again tonight against Gray. Not as great a matchup, obviously, as Sessa was, but not bad. K with a Chris Davis at 45. He's definitely worth a, a GPP one-off type if you want to go there. If Andrew McCutcheon cracks the lineup, he's 45. We like him more lefties than righties. But still, hitting the ball really, really well. And he's facing Zach Davies in a good ballpark. Uh, the Milkman, 44, is a good play along with Eric Thames. Our boy, Adam Jones. Another Baltimore Oriole that we love tonight, 4,400. Another double-digit night, 10 more points, averaging 10.9. His last 10, great spot yet again. Batting third lately, I believe. Third or fourth in that lineup. So a lot to like there. Um, as we go down some more, like Dexter Fowler, if you're not using Porcello. Fowler at 43 is a very good play. Against Porcello, I like that a lot. Joey Bats, 42 versus Snell. Very, very good play. Steven Souza Jr., he's been quiet of late. But the reverse splits I mentioned with Estrada, 4,200. That is a GPP-type power upside play. Not a cash game play. I'm not really stacking against Estrada. But if you're looking for one-offs with power, Souza Jr. could be that guy. Avisil Garcia hits lefties very well. He's 4,200 versus Wood. Um, Billy Hamilton, 41, is not horrible. Uh, gets on steals. Had a good game yesterday, actually. I believe he had... It's only seven points. Seemed like he was way more involved than that. Trey Mancini, 4K. That's a great tag. It's Orioles. Man, it's just jumping off the page. I hope they don't disappoint. Really don't. 
Max Kepler, 3900 bucks. I know it's Salazar. He's been really good, but there's some power upside there. He's been about second a lot lately, getting a little bit of a discount compared to normal for Kep. So 39 nice GPP play. Uh, Mikey Matuk at 39 versus Griffin, not too shabby there. Marcelo Zuna, he's 3900 versus Bumgarner. Went deep yesterday, mentioned how well he hits lefties. I know Bumgarner's not your average lefty, but it's a good GPP angle with Ozuna. You're like an Ozuna Stanton 1-2. I've been doing that every day for the last few days. Working out pretty well. I mentioned Odebel Herrera at 39, not shabby at all. Uh, Manny Margot at 39 for some upside if you're fading lighter junior. Eddie Rosario and his power is only 38 versus Salazar. Not horrible. Schwarber at 37 with some power versus Castillo. Don't mind that. Steve Pierce crushes lefties in that Toronto lineup. 3700 bucks versus Blake Snell. He's averaging 8.8 .8 points his last 10 at double digits last night. So Steve Pierce at 37 is a nice lower price play. So is Jackie Bradley Jr. against Mike Leak at 37. Like that quite a bit. So some good plays down here if you want to save some cash. Obviously the high price guys are high priced for a reason. But there's good value here. Like Starling Marte, 3,600, can get on steel bases versus Zach Davies. Uh, Mark Trumbo has been quiet. I'd prefer other Orioles, but we know what he can do if he runs into one. He's only 3,600. He's a good one like in a lineup where you're not stacking Orioles, but you want a one-off and save some money. Trumbo's a good one there because if he runs into one, you're happy camper. Um, Byron Buxton has been swinging it well, but I don't think I'm going to use him at 35 versus Salazar. C. Dix, 35 versus Estrada. We mentioned the reverse splits, but Dickerson's having that kind of year. Uh, Denard Spann, Hunter Pence, Jared Parker, all 3,500 for the Giants. I'm not stacking the Giants. Those are all decent options, especially the lefties in Spann and Parker. Parker the most because of his power upside over Spann. All good matchup. Pence is swinging it much better of late, like we've talked about. So keep them in mind if you want to be really, really, really contrarian. There's probably better contrarian angles today, but that's really contrarian. Bradley Zimmer's quieted down quite a bit. Only averaging 1.4 his last 10. That tag used to be in the 5Ks. It's down to 3,300 versus big sexy Bartolo tonight. Might be worth the GPP gamble this evening. Cologne's he's ready for a game to get destroyed again. It's coming. It's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. I hope tomorrow's a winter is here. Bartolo was here. Uh, Kevin Pilar, 3,100 versus Snell. Not shabby. Brock Holt, Holt, second base outfit, 31 versus Leak, could be a nice contrarian play. Matt Olson, 31, talked about him already. Like that quite a bit. Uh, Jesse Winker, 3K, if you want to fade Hendricks. Not overly thrilled with that, but I can understand it. Hernan Perez, 3K, is okay versus Nova. Probably go elsewhere, but it's another option. Um, as we scroll down below 3K, Jose Perella, I was looking for you. This is too cheap. This is a good value. At 10 points again yesterday. Three homers his last 10. He's averaging 10.7 his last 10. Heck, he's averaging 8.8 .8 on the season. Game logs 10, 2, 11, 14, 11, 3, 24, 30. He has been on a tear his last eight games. He's 2,900 bucks for Slider Jr., who's an average pitcher at best. Righties hit him much better than lefties in a small sample. 2,900 bucks. That is one of the better punt plays you will find on this slate. Perella is a very sneaky good play. Jim Aducci, 2,800 versus Griffin. Not bad batting in the two-hole. Lefty stick there against Griffin for the Rangers. Other than that, uh, we're going to have to check out lineups because these are some ugly, ugly options down here. Very ugly, yeah. We'll check out lineups and tweet some stuff out later. 
Just making sure I'm not missing anything that really stands up, but nothing really does. So, yeah, we'll check out lineups there and take it away. So there are your outfielders. There are your bats. Let's recap the pitching up top. DeGrom, Geo, Verlander, and then Gray and Wood, 4A, 4B. In the middle, you got Lamette, Por- uh, Estrada, then Porcello. Down below, Straley, then Miley. Let's look at your BVP real quick and send this bad boy home. You got, uh, as Drupal's taking Sonny deep once. Zimmerman, 5 for 9 with two doubles off. Uh, they have Yusmero Petit starting on this, but I'm 99% sure it's Skaggs. So we're going to stick with Skaggs there. Anderson Simmons, 7 for 24 with a double, triple, two homers. Ben Revere, 10 for 27 with a double. Crone is 2 for 3 with a solo homer, all off Geo. Darwin Barney, 4 for 6 with a double. PR, 2 for 7 with a double off of Snell. Small samples with Snell. Logan Morrison, 6 for 18 with a double, triple, and three home runs off Estrada. Uh, Dickerson's 8 for 17 with the home run off Estrada. Souza Jr.'s taking him deep as well. Jackie Bradley Jr., 3 for 8 with a homer. Hanley, 4 for 10 with a homer. Moreland's taking Leak deep as well. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton versus Bumgarner. Again, pay for this. Man, 8 for 16 with 5 doubles and a homer. Ozuna's taking him deep once. Stanton's just a freak right now, guys. you got to run it out. Even after, let a couple offers happen. Keep running it. Let's hope Travis Shaw's in the lineup. Here's your BVP. I know it's a small sample, but my goodness. He's batting 769. 10 for 13 lifetime off Yvonne Nova with two doubles and three triples. That is very good. Thames, four for 10 with a double. VR's taking him deep. A lot of good. The Brewers have hit him well. Josh Harrison, six for nine with two doubles off Davies. McCutcheon, four for 10 with a homer. Uh, Napoli, seven for 33. Two homers off Verlander, only 212 average, though. Andrus hitting 306, 11 for 36 with two doubles. Um, Victor Martinez, 5 for 8 with a double and a homer off A.J. Griffin, and he's stupid cheap. So is Miguel Cabrera, 6 for 13 with a double and three homers. All really cheap, all struggling, but all really cheap for contrarian action. Joey Votto against Kyle Hendricks, told you the price tag's worth it. 7 for 13 with two home runs. Duball 5 for 11 with a homer. Cozart, 3 for 9 with a homer. Tucker Barnhart, 6 for 21 with a double. Told you he wasn't bad either at 3,100. Um, Brian Dozier told you he likes Danny Salazar. Well, first off, Kepler's taking him deep twice, three for seven. Um, Rosario's taking him deep once. Mauer's even taking him deep. Buxton's even taking him deep. But Dozier hitting 414, 12 for 29, six doubles, two home runs off of Salazar. Jay Bruce, two for eight with two homers off Big Bart. Kipnis, three for nine with two doubles and a homer. Carlos Santana's taking him deep as well. Rajay Davis, three for 10 with a double and a homer off Hamill. Espinosa 4 for 11 with a double and a homer off Miley. I'm not, Espinosa's been so bad. But Yonder Alonso 4 for 14 with a homer if you want that angle. Chris Taylor 6 for 10 with a double off Miguel Gonzalez. And that is your BVP. Your stacks, you're obviously in Coors. Um, the Cubs versus Castillo is okay. Uh, Baltimore versus Albers, absolutely just Baltimore. I love Baltimore. I can understand Seattle versus Miley, especially the righties. I get that. But Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Coolers is definitely in play with those two lefties that have been getting hit hard. The Dodgers versus Miguel Gonzalez, not bad. Red Sox versus Leak, I like some of those bats a lot as well. The Tigers versus A.J. Griffin is sneaky, a 5.03 total. Keep an eye on that one. Some of those Indians versus Big Bart. Lefties do it 3.46 off Bartolo. Righties 3.23. Those right-handed Blue Jays bats versus Blake Snell. Get some of that. Pierce, Bautista, Smoke it some well, but obviously Dongle, Sin. Lefties or righties in them 341. 
the Brew Crew. This is another stack I really like, or at least mini stack action. Lefties 358, righties 302. Lefties hitting 352 off Chris Smith of the A's as well. Righties 322. So that's just a few things to keep in mind when you're breaking it down. But let's get at it. Good luck tonight on your 14-game slate. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com at thesportsdgens. Jesse just emailed me while we're doing this. His DFS Golf Gods preview of the Wyndham Championship will be out in a bit. Always pressing the Wyndham preview with myself, Jesse, and Bucks is up on iTunes, Spreaker, and SoundCloud. Check it out. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, always or Around the bases with Bubba and Mo, we recorded a about 20-minute interview with STL Cup of Joe talking St. Louis Cardinals last night. Really good stuff. That'll be a part of the podcast that will be dropping on Wednesday or late Tuesday night, episode 25. Check that out. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, Big Bevo put out the uh, the Marvin Bagley committing to Duke a year early, uh, coming out of high school or whatever a year early. Check that out. Really good stuff there by Bevo. Basketball is creeping up. I know it's football season, but it's creeping. We got Doc. At positive underscore vig as the sports DJs team up with Saturday Edge. They got their SEC Big 12 preview. Check that out as well. Tons going on. Tons going on. I probably missed stuff. But let's uh let's get this 14-game slate. That's the most important part about this podcast. Check me out on Twitter at BDentric. I'll help you with all that I can. But good luck on this 14-game slate. I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your August 15th edition. I'm out. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.